1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Toolkit Depot studio out here at Optus Stadium. If you want to get in a late text message to let us know your thoughts on the show, you can on the Temperate Bedshed text line on 0487 736 736, or give us a call on the open line on 13 12 55. But before you do, we're going to talk to Scott Sattler. He's part of the SEN and NRL Nation family. Now, I'm just reading in one of the East Coast websites that... Queensland hero Cameron Munster might have had a bout of caxtonitis and I'm wondering if Scott Sattler had a bout of caxtonitis after State of Origin 2. How are you Scott?
0: Oh I'm very well Duff Um, well I think a lot of Queenslanders were alongside him because um, outstanding footage coming from the Caxton Hotel which for those on the west coast who don't know what the Caxton Hotel is well Caxton Street is a street that runs directly into Suncorp Stadium and on any big event and it is going to be absolutely crazy during the women's world cup soccer world cup but on origin night a queensland origin night they close the street off because it's just too dangerous for people with if cars are going to drive down the street it's the lunatics get out of the asylum uh, pretty early on origin day and they inhibit that uh, part of caxton street and the caxton hotel has been an iconic part of queensland for many many years so uh, after the game the queensland bus actually pulled up outside of the caxton hotel and all the players and staff went inside the Caxon Hotel, which has never been done because, it, quite frankly, it's just, they would just get crushed with all the uh, all the excitement of the fans. But, uh, yeah, usually Cam Munster and also their, one of the great origin players and, and one of their trainers, Alfie Langer, um, former halfback, was right amongst all the partying, apparently. But, no, I wasn't part of a duff, to answer your question. But it's, a Queenslander has always... Has always um, suffered some sort of caxtonitis after a big game. I did in 2003 after we beat the Broncos on a Friday night there one night. It was in front of about 50,000, we beat them 13 6. Real tough match it was. And I remember after that, match, yeah, after that match, our coach said to us, Go out and celebrate. And well, I suffered caxtonitis that night. I know that.
1: <laughs> Tell us about State of Origin too, Scott. It looked pretty rudimentary for the Queenslanders. They looked like they had them well in hand. Well, yeah,
0: the I suggest that, but you
1: know, Origins
0: play pretty differently. You know, it's it always is a, a real tough battle to get to a scoreline of of how it how it finished up. You know, it's but I suppose the way they did it, the way they just slowly tightened the screws on New South Wales, they didn't panic really at all. I've got to say, the first two two tries, the Queensland were very questionable. I think one of them is worthy of a try. One was a definite forward pass, um, but in saying that. Uh, they were gifted two tries by the video referee and the and the on-field official, and and they got to a 10-nil lead pretty early. So, um, and it's always really tough to 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 pull that back, especially at Suncorp Stadium if you're the the away side. So, New South Wales played like a team of individuals, as opposed to Queensland. They just they played as one really tight unit.
1: So, a bit of tribunal news. Reese Walsh, now with friends like this, you don't need enemies. So he goes to the tribunal for umpire abuse, or referee abuse, shall we say. And Dave Fafita, who's supposed to be giving evidence to defend him, ends up uh, dropping him in it.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, Pat Carrigan, his captain, was also um, part of the defence as well, and he said that he spoke to... To Reese about settling down and not being so you know, ag- 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 aggressive and, and over the top and don't let adrenaline take control and and Pat Cahagan said he swore at me because I was trying to I was trying to um, I suppose uh, straighten him out as a captain so David Sefina gave evidence to say for the Gold Coast Titans saying I tried to get under his skin <laughs> and and he, he he yelled he swore back at me but in that process he said oh, he swore at the ref I mean he swore at me so. <laughs> Um yeah, you know, I think um you know, I think David Feeder got his point across that that um he was saying it to him. Pat and claims he was saying it to him as well. The footage shows otherwise, the footage it's always in the eyes. Yeah. It's always in the eyes. Wherever your eyes are is it's like when you make a tackle, it's where the eyes are it's where the eyes are placed and um everything's always in the eyes when it comes to the defensive reads and defence as well. And, um I mean in this case, even though the evidence and they usually have to base it on evidence. You think the evidence of the two players would far outweigh anything that's on the CCTV footage? Because uh, when he says what he says, there are players around him as well. But he is looking in the direction of the referee. So, and they also use it as a defence so Chris Butler, the, the official, the referee, well, he didn't send him off. If he felt as though that I was was saying the the um, you know the, the swearing towards him that he should have sent me off, he didn't. Because he wasn't sure. So based on the evidence, I would have I would have understood if he got off. To be quite honest, but you know, the, I think common sense common sense prevailed here, and um, I think the NRL had to suspend him just for the the effect it has on. Yeah, you know, everyone used tries to use the excuse. Oh, what happened if kids go in next week and swear at the officials? Well, that's that's on the parents if their kids go you know, swear at officials, not Reece Walsh playing in the NRL. So. Um, but he got three weeks, and oh, I think everyone's pretty happy with that. That's that's been pretty that's pretty been pretty much the norm, Duff, over the years, three to four weeks.
1: Do they in in NRL do they allow QCs or KCs, should I say now, um, into these tribunal hearings to to try and lawyer lawyer these things up like they do in the AFL?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's um, there's yeah you know, there's a guy called Nick Gabar and there's uh, over the years there's been you know the, the same lawyer, solicitor slash barrister that um, some of the more high profile clubs that have got deeper pockets have used barristers um, to argue their case, and um, and but uh, so yeah, it's a little bit like the AFL. They go in like it's you know like their life's on the line, <laughs> and in some cases, rugby league players think it is the be all and end all. So. But yeah, you know, in the end, I think they've they probably got it right. It's a, it's a good wake up call for a young kid who is an exceptional young man off the field. I've got to say, uh, he's an exceptional player. But it's, this is just a uh, this is just a bit of a you know just a reminder to say, hey, listen here, we love the way you play. You're great for the game but we just need to knock you down a couple of cogs when it comes to your attitude and the way you're responding to certain situations on the field. So I think everyone wins here. And yeah. Reese will win in the end as well, Duff, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I like it. I, and he, after we talked about him a couple of weeks ago, Scotty, I watched him play and uh, in Origin. and He is a hell of a player. He's he's going to be a hell of a player. There's no doubt about that. Um, some, uh, some contract news. So Josh Schuster at Manly. Um, tell us about that.
0: Josh Schuster is a, an exceptional young talent. Uh, By his body image, he doesn't have the greatest work ethic and from all reports, he doesn't have the greatest training work ethic as well, which is concerning.
1: What are you saying there? You what, to, what are you trying to say? Well,
0: well, <laughs> what I'm saying is that, you know, basically I, I don't think training is a priority. To right. Me. And the reports that come out of Man Lizard, they've got they've always had some real concerns about his ability to to be professional about the way that he attacks his, his rugby league career. And that comes down to doing extras your diet, I mean, you can tell in someone's body image whether they're looking after themselves. You know, the amount of training that players do these days, the amount of the resources and the support mechanisms they have to be at the top of their game, is it's all there for the modern athlete in the AFL, rugby league, football, cricket, whatever it may be. But Josh Schuster is, is an exceptional young talent, but it's not going to work for him unless he starts working off the field. Now, you can train as hard as you want when you've got all the eyes on you from your training staff, your coaches, whatever it may be, but it's when they turn their backs. That's when your teammates turn their back and and you're left to your own devices. That's what decides what sort of athlete you're going to be. And so what they're trying to drill into Josh just is you can be a 10-, 12-, 13 year player for the Manly Warringah Seagulls. You can be the reason why we win another competition, but you're not going to do it. Currently, the way that you're um, you're going about your profession. So, but what they've done is they've rolled the dice. They've given a the three-year contract worth, uh, I think, about two point four million. I think it is. Yep. So, you know, upwards around eight hundred thousand dollars a year. So they're basically giving them money on talent and talent alone, and hopefully, hopefully, they'll have faith in their their coaching and their conditioning staff and their high-performance staff and so they can get this kid in the right frame of mind and ensure that he's, you know, that he's he you know, got his right playing weight and then he's doing everything right off the field. Now, it doesn't mean he has to be chiseled like he's been carved out of stone. It's just that he has to be able to play consistently week in, week out, 80 minutes and be able to do that week after week after week and not just play one week on, three weeks off. And and when you're not fit, you get injured easily as well. So um, he usually plays in the number six jersey, which is one of the most important. Now they've signed Luke Brooks from the West Tigers. I think they're basically conceding that he's not a number six and that he's going to have to find find another position for him in the fourth pack, which I think will probably best suit him.
1: Andrew Johns wants a mid-season draft and this is all linked to the Ben Hunt saga. Tell us where that's at, Scott.
0: You know, it's hard for Rugby League to understand a draft because it's never been part of our our landscape. Uh, The AFL, you guys are all over it. And and one, it's exciting as a supporter of a club. Two, you can commercialise it as well and becomes great viewing and great listening as well on SEN of course um, Trade Radio so with rugby league we're not used to it so we're scared of it now a draft is usually as you know Duff is is about the up and coming talent that's coming through so when we talk about draft we all think we're talking about um, adult players that are getting drafted amongst clubs what I think Joey means is we need a transfer window a transfer window we're not talking about a player who's 18, 19 coming out of playing out of the waffle or or the saffle you know it's it's This is about a player who's a 300-gamer who doesn't need to be drafted. He just needs a trade window. And he can only trade... And what Joey's alluding to is we can only trade in that two-week period or three-week period over origin, whatever it may be, mid-season. So, you know, usually by about round 13, round 14, Duff, you know where you're going to be placed at your club. You know whether your coach thinks you can play or not. You know whether you're going to play a part in the end of the season. And if you're not... Well, your is only short, so if the club is willing to release you and don't see you as an important facet of their club, you can do it in a two or three week trade window and you can't do it any other time outside of that. Any other time outside of that, it's not working for you, your club, you got to wait till you come off contract, or you have another trade window after the season finishes. So, two trade windows, I, I'd sort of agree with Joey. I think you make it a, over a two or three week period during the origin period, which we are now, and then. Maybe another one during the finals period, or or after the grand final. And Ben Hunter is a 300 gamer. He's a superstar of the game. He's still got two years to run on his contract. He's on a million dollars a year at the St George Illawarra Dragons. They sacked the coach, which he was he's a good friend and also mentor. He doesn't like the way the club's being run, so basically he wants out. And the Dragons, to their credit, are saying, "No, you're too important to the club. We're not letting you go." So, and I've got to take my hat off to the Dragons. They've struggled the last few years, and. They've got the ability to really stand for something here, Duff, and and they're standing firm at the moment.
1: Yeah, I like that. I, I think that you've you've got to make players at least try to honour contracts unless the shift works for the club. Hey, very quickly before we take a break, um, Tom Flegler and Jordan Rickey at the Broncos, big big injury news with both foot problems.
0: Yeah, they are. Yeah, and uh, Flegler probably not as long as Jordan Rickey, but the thing about Flegler is he plays for Queensland, so he won't... He probably won't play in the Queensland's third game, so they're preparing that he won't. Reece Walsh will be out of Origin 3 as well because of his suspension, so a couple of forced changes there. And Good thing about Queensland, they've got a fair bit of depth this year, which they haven't had in years gone by. So, um, But the Broncos, who were sitting up at the top of the ladder, you know, this is the time of the year, Duff, that everyone sort of thinks, are they going to capitulate or are they going to go to the next level? But I think, I think they'll be all right. They've got really good depth.
1: Scotty, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us on the show. Look forward to talking to you again next week. Stay away from the Caxton Hotel, mate. It's bad news.
0: Don't worry about the Caxton. What about Duff? I don't know what the AFL fans think about this. Suncook Stadium being used for the Women's World Cup, so that's out for the Broncos. So the Dolphins and the Broncos playing at the Gabba this Saturday night.
1: Oh, I like that. So I like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so the Rugby League fans are apparently they're going to be there in droves, so I can't wait to see it.
1: Don't mess with the pitch, mate. The curator at the Gabba doesn't like people messing with the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Scotty. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Scott Sattler, part of the SEN and NRL Nation family. We'll be back to close up the show after the break.